Like it's a lot of people that have synthesizers, they kind of just go through the patches. Um, and I don't like when people do that, but I'm doing that right now. <laughs> What's up, Passionate DJs? Welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast, episode 222. I'm your host, David Michael. Now, first of all, let me apologize for the delay. I know that the podcast feed has been a little bit quiet lately, but I promise that we haven't been quiet lately. You know, there's been a lot going on, both behind the scenes and on our YouTube channel. Uh, Before I get into all that, I want to introduce today's guest, Icicle is a DJ producer and incredible pianist based out of our own hometown of Dayton, Ohio. His full-time job is wedding gigs, but today he wanted to share his more artistic side with you passionate DJs. Now, the music that you're hearing right now was created on the fly by Icicle, who showed up with, honestly, a rather intimidating pile of synths, effects, and drum machines. Now, to my surprise, he had it all set up in a matter of 10 or 20 minutes, and spent maybe an hour or so playing beautiful jazzy keys over improvised beats to our live Twitch audience. Now, if you'd like to hear the entire performance recording without us talking over it, I've left a link to that in the description. Now, Icicle played some very impressive music, and I highly encourage you to check it out. It's especially good music for studying and memorization, focus and creativity, or even just calming down. Lovely stuff. Before we get on to our interview with the man himself, let's talk about what's been going on with Passionate DJ. Now, first of all, there was a special version of the Rain 70 Battle Mixer released about a week ago. And we were actually one of the few outlets who were able to put our hands on it before it was released. Now you can catch my thorough review of the Rain 70 A-Track Signature Edition by clicking the link in the description. It's a beautiful piece with a lovely metallic silver finish and its standout feature is something called fader effects. Now this basically lets you use the channel up faders to control your effects parameters. Now, melody is a bit of a theme in today's episode, and the mixer lets you create your own melodies using its built-in oscillators. You can select like sine wave, triangle, square wave, etc. You choose your key, whether it's major or minor, and then you can move the slider around to have some fun. By the way, that review video was made possible thanks to a demo unit sent to us by our friends at thedjhookup.com. In fact, they're one of the few places that you can actually buy the A-Track Signature Edition, so head on over there if you're interested in that or really any other DJ gear. And we've got some exclusive Modingo content coming your way, including a new series called Three Things and a review of BeatSource Link, where Mo actually takes that service on the road for a DJ gig and it reports back to tell us how it held up in the field. For those who aren't familiar, Beatport Link and BeatSource Link are streaming services for DJs. The BeatSource is geared a little bit more towards open format DJs, so Mo will let us know if it worked out for him. Now, I hope to do a similar review for Beatport Link in the coming weeks. Okay, I really want to get on to our interview with Icicle, but one more thing that I want to briefly mention. The other reason there's been such a delay in publishing podcast episodes is because we actually threw like a real life live event this was a secret outdoor warehouse pop-up rave that we threw featuring an anjuna beats artist so we're going to talk a little bit more about that in the break 
So definitely stay tuned. You don't want to miss that. Oh, um, one last quick note from the editor here. Um, I didn't realize until about four minutes into the interview that I accidentally enabled like a master effects on my house mixer. Uh, so you may hear like kind of a massive reverb for uh, on our voices for the first four minutes or so, and then it goes away. So uh, hopefully you'll just, uh, you won't hear it too bad because of this lovely background music we have for it to blend into. But uh, just a quick note, I promise it goes away. All right, so that's enough housekeeping for now. Let's get on to our interview with Icicle, who you can follow on Instagram, by the way. That's I-S-I-C-L-E. Man, that, that was really fun. Thanks. Wow. I'm so, having fun, too. <laughs> yeah, so I really honestly had very little idea what to oh hold on let me turn on the fellas here check a check one two you guys got mics I yeah, think yeah. So. yeah yeah there was just some sweet ass reverb coming through yeah. there yeah sorry about check that nah. uh so tony's like he, he does this cool like loop machine style of music but he's got these synths and all this stuff and that was basically all i knew and he's, he's like check out these like two instagram clips i'm like yeah that's dope let's do it and then you know you roll up and you've got these gigantic pieces of furniture <laughs> just crammed full of stuff and i'm like whoa okay and tony said he's gonna show up like an hour early and set up i'm like okay yeah, djs do that all the time and i'm like oh no he really needs an hour to set up but, <laughs> but i mean you came in here and you're probably good to go in 15 20 minutes i mean it, you really know your gear and it, you can tell that you've put set it up and torn it down a few times before so um I guess let's start with, I don't know if I want to start with the hardware or okay. not. I, I kind of want to start with the hardware because okay. there's so much yeah. here. So you've you've got a Korg, you've got a Nord. This Arturia sounds awesome. I heard you jamming on that. So what, yeah. what is like the heart of your system or do you, do you even have anything? Because as a DJ, we think of like yeah. maybe the mixer or the controller or the mm -hmm. software, but here, what what's... How do you wrap your head around, you know, what's your heartbeat? With the music? I, I have to have an electric piano. So I actually recently got the Nord, but I have a Rhodes and a Wurlitzer at home as well. So like any sound that this is making, I have the real instrument for. And that's like the heart of my sound because it like house okay. has it, soul right. has it, hip hop has it. Everyone like all my favorite music has a Rhodes electric piano. So um, this is the heart as far as like the style, but um, really this gear is, I mean, this is probably a third of my studio. So like, oh my goodness. I could okay. take, <laughs> I could take another couple keyboards. I've made this spot so I can fit a couple other keyboards in here. Okay. Um, this is one of my big guys. Yeah. This one's really fun. It's a, it's a mono synth that it kind of, it definitely emulates like some of the old mini moog stuff, but we can get into more of the gear. But yeah, this one yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, guys, this can, we get a, can we get a, <laughs> the back shot on this if we're not That's already? We're on to, right okay, now. cool. Yeah. yeah, I've been on it. So, so yeah. is this like a sequencer built into this, or what is this grid? Yeah, so the, this is a sequence, I think, built into. Yeah, this is one pre programmed on it. Um, so it can be a sequencer where you can tap in at 64 steps or the preset pack. So each one of these is a preset. Wow. So it's an XY system. And then Good Lord. Um, synthesizer, people will know what a matrix, matrix is. Yeah. But it's basically instead of 
patching cables to one thing or another, um, you use a matrix, and so it's an XY matrix. So if you want to go LFO2 to pitch one, or to pitch one, you would just patch this in right here. And we can get into more of the, I can kind of do more demonstrations later. But sure. um, yeah, so, so this thing is pretty programmable. So like, you could kind of, you could spend like 24 hours this, this thing and not still even like reach the depths of it. Yeah. So like, you can make like your that. own patches and stuff. Um, this is a digital instrument, just an emulation. M sounds really good for what it's supposed to do, but for tinkering and stuff, um, I have this and then the heart, the heart of the system is also this key step, which is, this is the looper. So this is sequencing everything. And so I have everything run through here with MIDI. So everything's going into here, MIDI in and MIDI out. Um, so that's when I'm able to loop everything. And I'm, I'm over here a lot because I'm changing things, changing the pitch of stuff. I have somewhat control and I can record unquantized. So what that means is it's not perfectly on beat. So that gives me the ability to basically make it an audio looper, except it's not recording audio. It's only, <laughs> it's just receiving MIDI information and then pushing it back out. Right, right. So you don't get the stacked audio noise of a looper if you were to keep you know, right. adding on yeah, to a loop. You. So that's really nice in that way. So if I just turn it off, there's no audio coming from it. Um, so now when you, when you initially play a, a loop or a couple of bars in here, um, unquantized, do you then sometimes like, do you quantize yeah. it then after? Okay. Cause I, so I have a machine studio and yeah. it, it, sometimes yeah. I'll do that. Like I'll, I'll bang out a drum beat and I'm mm -hmm. like, that sounds cool, but uh, tweak. And then dial it, it kind of yeah. yeah, you can, <laughs> fixes it. you can go to each uh, point, each note and change it, change the pitch, change the velocity or whatever. And then you can also go 50%. Uh, quantized, which is really nice if you're mm. like kind of off, but yeah, um, but you don't want to take away all that humanization. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Okay. So th this is kind of this is a uh, I got this maybe less than a year ago, so I'm still kind of getting used to it. I have to listen to the tempo. It has like a built-in little tempo, um, a little click track, which actually mm. plays out of a little speaker here, which is kind of nice. But I got this Alesis that's running through here and then sending information to my my drums here. Um, so I can kind of have that live feel like you saw. I can so these are like drum machines, but you're triggering them with this. Is that what's yeah. happening? Yeah. These are, these are sam these are old samplers. So they're kind of like a smaller, gotcha. um, MPC. So you can, people actually make beats in these. Like I've made, I have a couple beats made in these. Nice. These are my, um, drum packs. So like this is low five volume one or low five volume two. Oh, look at so that. I, if I want to like change the drum packs, I have like all the vintage Lindrum 808 and 909 in this one um, and then I have like lo-fi volume one in there right now okay so how <laughs> how have you done all the audio routing because and before you tell me the reason I ask is because you bringing all this stuff over here could have very well been a nightmare yeah. for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't you said I've got this channel for mm -hmm. drums I got this channel for everything else yeah. and I was like oh I can handle that cool yeah. and we plugged it into my house mixer and it was good so how did you make that happen? <laughs> so I'm running mono, which I'm about to change, okay. but I'm running... So mono drums and then mono yeah. synths and everything else? So I gave you two channels. So I gave you one channel for drums and then one channel for bass, synth, keys, and everything because this is a sidechain pedal. Okay. So I have the drums running into this so I can control the sidechain. Okay. It would sound 
Are we allowed to cuss? Yeah, 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 yeah. This would sound like shit if it wasn't for the side channel. I mean, pretty much all electronic music has some type of side chaining, whether it's just the bass. Now, do, or, you, do you use that like? Do you crank it up and to get that pumping effect, or are you mm-hmm. just using it like to as a shaping tool? To, I you know I do mean? both. I mean, uh, I I this can kind of get more like David um, Guetta if I go this way, and then if I come down here. Um, so if I was playing. Um. Ooh. So is that your compressor doing that pump? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, side. That's a sidetrack. But this is really important for me because it basically like adds the vibe. Like if if you take it off, it's just kind of like a bunch of tracks stacked with each other and. <laughs> Like there's certain tricks that producers, especially like EDM producers use. And this is side chaining is one of the big ones mm-hmm. like so, that. So for non-producers, can you kind of break oh, yeah. down side chaining? So side chaining is just, it's taking a signal and then taking another signal and ducking that signal whenever you get the first signal. So with drums, every time you hear a kick, everything that you attach to that side chain compressor comes back. And this this is picking you know how fast it comes back, mm-hmm. how fast it ducks, and you'll if, if you if you know the sound you'll hear it all the time. So it like, would be all muddy if it didn't. Yeah, do that. and it would all be the same, and then yeah, but it uh, a lot of like engineers for the last I don't know 30, 40 years use side chaining to like just make the mix cleaner. So if mm-hmm. you have a bass, like it'll just cut through and it'll make sure that they're not stacked on top of each other. But like EDM artists use it stylistically to add right. this like super vibey sound and like yeah if i played my whole set back without it it would just kind of sound like i don't know it just wouldn't sound that's where a lot of that kind <laughs> of when you feel busy. when yeah. you feel a lot of that bounce in a track mm-hmm. but you're not really sure where it's coming from mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. it's that you know that just that pumping of that yeah. compressor like um, um, i i know yeah. an old school um fl studio user fruity yeah. loops and back in the day it didn't support any kind of sidechain functionality yeah. in the mixer and so I used to simulate it by there was a peak controller and you, oh. so you could like trigger it by so when you know when this whatever channel the kick drum is on gets mm-hmm. so loud then squash the sound and it would like automatically like basically it was like going over here and moving the mixer yeah. thing yeah. down every time the kick drum hit yeah but it gave the same kind of effect you yeah know, so it kind of worked out but they finally added that thank god <laughs> but, yeah, they, yeah it's funny all the stuff we used to do to like try to make something sound like Something, well, yeah, with the program we use. With, in GarageBand, I had to automate every single dot. Yeah, yeah. I would just go in and, like, turn down the volume and turn it up and my yep. chat, yeah. So this is all this is all hardware. You know, that's one thing that's mm-hmm. of note. That there's no laptop in sight. and Any computers in the room <laughs> belong to us, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so is there anything that, like, what's your, I guess, master clock? What's sending your, your main... The key step would the, be the master guy. clock. Yeah, so I have the the stop and start and the and that's master also tempo. Where the metronome sounds coming out mm-hmm. as well in the room here. Yeah, and that yeah that's that tells me. And also I know this is different than a loop, an audio looper because like I think the best example of an audio looper is like a 505. Mark Rebliet used one. Um, I think I think Reggie Watts uses a like a Line Six one. But an audio looper, you can't change the speed. <laughs> Because you you, right. you you have your set audio recording, but yeah, I have this going through, and then um, 
this kind of controls everything. I can actually control each synth with this keyboard too. So mm. like, if I wanted to use a bunch of modular gear that didn't have, uh, you know, any notes, I I got all my stuff here. So I could record a song with this, which is kind of cool. Very nice. And then every all the audio is running. Um, we're talking about the mixing. All the audio is running through this other SB404, which <laughs> I had and I was going to sell it, but I was like, you can use another one because I can use it <laughs> for more audio effects. So like I have all of the stuff coming through so I can use this pitch thing. And more gear is cooler than less gear. Yes. <laughs> this is essentially like the DJ f portion, like okay. your filters and all that stuff. Yeah. So like... I can, um, using the isolator to like take out the lows and take out the highs, it's kind of gives me that lo-fi feel. And then also like a lot of house stuff is just like taking out the lows and mm -hmm. bringing it back in. So like it helps to be able to just have control of that. And then this is uh, uh, just a really cool pedal that's just a, um, a bit crusher pedal, but it also has a high cut filter on it. Oh, okay. And so nice. that's on my master um, as well as, yeah, the, the sample rate, which I actually leave a little bit on all the time just because it it almost like it's almost like a exciter like it, it adds mm. to the highs and just it makes everything a little more full and crunchy and then you. i have everything running through this little compressor it's a fmr oh, compressor the really yeah. nice compressor yeah, yeah yeah which which is perfect for this because it's just it's, it just kind of smashes everything a little bit and that way when i go to a music venue or whatever and i they get the raw mp3 or wave files from me they're it's not just like right. yeah because usually i'll play shows like that and if it's not compressed like they'll just turn me down so that the peak is just the kick or whatever oh, happens right, to be right. so this was really important and i'm just i'm mixing everything with this little cheap behringer mixer so i mean you almost have to become like something of an audio engineer when you're going to bring this yeah, much yeah. live shit out to mm, yeah. somebody else's venue where you're then going to plug into yeah. their sound and they're going to do whatever to it exactly you yeah know? i don't i don't want to try i mean I mean, most people don't even know what this is, besides everything else. Like, Silent Love says, the RNC is a baller piece of kit, the single best compressor for the money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely heard of that before. That, that's cool that he, he would know. Yes, yeah, I think it's yeah. like under 200 bucks or something. Um, I'll eventually, I'll probably get like a rack mount with stuff, and maybe I'll get like a better one but yeah it's it's definitely really nice for just not bringing stuff out it's it's really easy like i have more gear and stuff it's really easy to just like just keep stacking gear and like i have a bunch of pedals and stuff that i bring and i can add but this is as stripped down as i can get i think We'll get right back to our interview with Icicle here in just a moment, but I'm just breaking in here for a couple of quick reminders. The first of which is to remind you to follow us on Instagram at PassionateDJ. We post all kinds of clips and pictures and behind-the-scenes stuff over there, so make sure you don't miss it. Also, don't forget we have merch. If you want to rock some Passionate DJ gear, you can get your own over at PassionateDJ.com slash merch. You can rock our logo or you can choose one of our exclusive DJ designs. And finally, I want to talk about the thing that I mentioned in the intro, and that's the fact that we've started doing live, actual in-person events. Now, this is something that we've talked about for a long time, but we never really gotten around to, except for our one-year anniversary party, and that was way back in 2014. So we decided that since things are starting to open up a little bit, that we would step up to the plate. So we threw our first event 
and we're bringing all that content to you, the listener. So again, please make sure you follow us on the Passionate DJ YouTube channel and enable that little notification bell so that you actually get informed when we post new stuff. Now our first event was at a secret warehouse location, but we threw it outdoors. Our headliner was Intel, E-N-T-E-L. Now that's a DJ producer who focuses on melodic progressive sounds, and he's been published on labels like Anjuna Beats and Grum's Deep State Recordings. His tracks have received support from DJs like Dash Berlin and Gabriel and Dresden, and so we just felt that he was the perfect artist to launch our new concept with. We recorded a ton of content that night, so there's definitely lots of good music to come your way, as well as some stories and overall just good videos to come. Now be sure you're also subscribed to the podcast here because we're hoping to catch up with Intel in episode 223 and do some behind-the-scenes talk for our little random warehouse rave. And by the way, we intentionally did not advertise this event. It was very much a word-of-mouth kind of thing, and we actually ended up seeing about 200 people. Very successful event in our opinion, and we can't wait to share more of that with you. So if you'd like to be a little bit more in the loop the next time, the best place to do that would be in our Facebook community group. You can get to that at passionatedj.com slash community. All right, back to our exclusive interview with Icicle. pick it up until like five four five six years ago i had the like a live funk band and we we a lot of my records a lot of my older records are like very like funky and live and because um, because that leads into one of my questions like what are your, your musical influence because i know oh, what yeah. i hear but i just i want to hear like, <laughs> yeah where you're, where you're coming from well yeah i um my parents listen to a lot of like a lot of like prog stuff like funk like one of my some of my favorite records that they love are like earth Wind, fire um frank zappa um a lot of soul stuff just like just really groovy stuff like i I, i've I've realized especially as a dj like i learned that like soul makes its way into everything and like just like that like rhythm and stuff and like I've, i've just i just like stuff that has like good rhythm like someone took time to like make it groove and like that's my favorite music but um yeah there's a lot of influences i've listened to pretty much everything david your dad actually said that your dad introduced yeah. frank zappa oh really <laughs> oh he's oh, michael's watching michael michael yeah he jumped in he yeah was like, oh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he can play really good trumpet with his mouth i know that <laughs> he was he was always in the kitchen uh, <laughs> I always remember that because yeah. I, mean, I didn't see that yeah. until later. Yeah, yeah. that's a no, when you're talking about the funk uh, aspect not, of it, not like the master. No, when you talk about the funk aspect of it, uh, David's father was also saying he, he gets like a Chick Corea vibe from some oh, of that stuff yeah. you were just doing because that's yeah. As I, I was listening and what? kind of working the lights back here, I'm like, 
Yeah, I hear a lot of funk. That's all I hear right yeah. now is funk. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I definitely picked up that. I was like, okay, this guy played jazz keys, not like necessarily classically. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because I can, you can usually tell like the people who grew up playing classical have a different style, whereas mm. you, you have this. The cadence like, is different. I'm, I'm gonna just go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you feel, and it's so yeah. natural to you, and that's I, I just love. Wow. I'm, I envy that. Well, thank you. As a, I, as a keyboardist who is very yeah. rusty. <laughs> oh yeah, I will. During the pandemic, I started just doing scales. So like, I still don't actually know all the scales yet. Like, I'm still trying to learn theory back, like learn it again. Um, but I've been listening to Chick Corea like nonstop since he passed away. Nice. So that's actually, I mean, that's, that's insane yeah. that you would say that I sound like him, but <laughs> definitely don't. But uh, I try to break rules. Like he, he does a lot of interesting, like, there's a lot of the stuff he does with keys are like breaking rules on purpose and he made it super funky. So he's um yeah, he's definitely a big influence, but I have a long way to go before that. He he started this actually, like having a Rhodes and then like a synthesizer on top where you're playing them both. Like a lot of his records are like you can hear that he's playing both of them. Yeah, yeah. Just like shredding the keys in the seventies, like just yeah, just playing like synthesizers and stuff. So, so how how did what was your intro into uh, I, I guess electronic performance? Like, were you ever a DJ or did yeah. you come? Yeah. Oh, you were. Okay. Yeah, I. So I made like I said, I make music. I made music when I was like fourteen. I started getting into Garage Band. Um, to me, it was like I'd always been like an artist and creator. Like I would sit downstairs and build Legos for hours. When I got a hold of GarageBand, I was like, "This is the ability to build something yeah, without like any with endless yeah. like supply. Like you can just do whatever you want. You don't have to have more materials or whatever. Like you can just keep building." Um, so I started making like hip hop because back then you had like pop music, hip hop, and electronic music, but no one ever like collaborated really. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. it's totally changed since back then. Like so like being a producer wasn't cool at all like <laughs> no one even knew what it was like so so for me as a kid i was just like i was just excited about the idea to build i didn't really want to be like a music artist or anything but i, I just started writing a little bit more and so i i released like a couple albums out of high school and they were kind of edm ish with like spoken word hip-hop there's all the influences okay. and then um um Lately, I, I people started asking me to DJ their weddings and stuff. So I had to learn DJing from that, which if you know production and then you know music, it's not that hard to like beat match and you right. know mix and key and like all this fun stuff. So like then I got into like more electronic music and finally yeah. someone else who started as a producer and yeah, then went yeah. to DJing. It's never, yeah. I, I feel like I'm the only person that <laughs> when we have guests and it's usually the other way around, yeah. like they DJ yeah. and they're like, I want to make this. That's awesome. And it goes yeah. the other way. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. I can, yeah. you can relate to that. Yeah. So uh, I, I DJ weddings now. Like oh, you still a, do? As a full time. Okay. Yeah. That's like my full time job. Oh. And then I do wow. woodwork okay. as well. So this is kind of like my fun thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to move this to like commercial to where like if people ask me to DJ, like, if, if I DJ a gig like downtown Dayton, people usually expect some like lo-fi hip hop mm. soul. And so I'm going to try to like transition to be like, here, I can bring this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like actually like, you know, just, I mean, it, it just like turns my wheels a little bit more to be able to do this than like DJ, which sure. DJ is definitely like a skill and stuff, but I do it for weddings and it just, it gets a little boring yeah, when you, yeah. then you have the ability to do this. Speak. You get bored of DJing too? <laughs> hey, it's the same 70 tracks, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of like 
the fun thing about doing this it's like mm-hmm. we get to, we, we get to come here and there's there's no crowd to yeah turn to off yeah. you know oh, what i mean yeah, it's like we, we're, yeah. we build our own audience and they come to us rather than whoever comes mm-hmm. in the door you know and so it's this is fully on the creative outlet side mm-hmm. so that what you're sorry what okay. you're doing here is perfect <laughs> cool for cool. for the for the show um but when you are yeah. djing just curious what's your like um what uh, platform do you use? I use Serato, Serato. and then I have a, a Roland DJ 808. Which oh, so, so do you get yeah, down on it and make beats and stuff at weddings? I don't. Like, no. like this, having this was the, the first one I'd ever seen in person. Yeah? Yeah. What is it? I, don't, I, I still oh, haven't Oh, the DJ 808? Yeah, the 808. Cause you, yeah. When I, the, when I ran into you, you it had yeah. just come out. You were the first person I ever saw with one. I mean, it looks really cool. I was like, man, that's a lot. That's a lot of. Green. <laughs> Do you ever mess with it at, at all, like at I, home or anything? Or yeah, like, like with the, the beat. I definitely made tracks with it because it has. So that for the people that don't know, the DJ 808 has 909, 707, 808, um, and it has like the ability to track. Like, it's basically one of Roland's like drum machines, like attached to a DJ, right. which is interesting. Um, you can actually use it to be like the master. Like instead of using this, you could use that. And then you could like play tracks and like it's meant to kind of like fit into this. Yeah, yeah. But I just it. then I had to bring my laptop out and it's like, eh. <laughs> so like, I'm actually really interested. Now we're on DJ stuff. Like I'm, a, I want to get something without a laptop. Like that's my okay. next thing, just to get. But like when you DJ weddings, you kind of have to have everything in the laptop. Right, right. But like, I want to get a, a like a specific controller that I can just put you know, two hundred yeah. tracks into and then. You know, now, uh, I mean, I don't know how into the idea you are, but even standalone players and stuff are starting to accept uh, streaming services. Yeah. Which yeah. Mo has spent a little bit of time doing at Mobile yeah. Geeks. Yeah. We'll, How's we'll, it worked out? We'll, yeah, we'll talk afterwards. Okay, cool. <laughs> so people don't want to hear about yeah, We've okay. touched on that a handful okay, of times yeah. recently. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool, cool. But, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of, I'm in the whole, I'm in like all the worlds of the gear and all that stuff. So it's awesome. it's kind of funny how some of it mixes and, once you learn one thing, you can kind of like start to get the idea of the next thing. Um, what do you listen yeah. to outside of like the kind of stuff that you make? Like out, maybe outside of electronic music, even like mm-hmm. what, if you get in your car, yeah, what, what comes on your your playlist? I'll give a couple artists that I like listen to as soon as they release something. Um, Tom Mish is like a soul artist. Okay, he, he's from London. There's a lot of really cool like funk soul, um, neo soul stuff coming out of London right now. Um, electronic artists, I'll abstract is a, like a house producer. Um, he has like really, really heavy side chain, just like kind of dub house. He's kind of a dub artist. Okay. Um, um, man, I'll listen to, yeah, Chick Corea. I've been listening to a lot. Um, I listen to some hip hop. I'm generally listening to music, like stuff that has a lot of melody. I love hip hop. I make hip hop, but. Yeah, I don't listen to that too much. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like as a DJ, like I don't think of music very quickly. I, could, I had to look at my phone, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I guess really the only other thing I'm curious about is um, is there a this is kind of a common theme that we ask a lot of mm-hmm. DJ producer types. Um, is there like a particular feel or mm. mood that you like to evoke like what is it that that does it for you like Mm -hmm. when you connect with an audience member or one of us here in the room or even if you're just playing in your room like what what is it you go for feeling wise if that makes sense i i enjoy like a dancing crowd but 
I can't really do that with this. And to some extent, that's like depends on the person. Hmm. But I think anyone, um, what I really love to evoke is just like a chill, a chill reaction, but just like nodding their head or like tapping their foot. Just and to like, knowing that they're kind of paying attention yeah. and like keeping the beat with you. And yeah, but like I love people to have conversations. Um, when I'm playing shows where I'm not, because I, I do sometimes performance where I'm actually singing my songs or rapping them and stuff. But when I'm not doing that, I really love people to talk, hang out at weddings, at, you know, at dinner time. Like I'm not trying to like keep people's attention. So I kind of use that same vibe. Like when I'm at home, I listen to a lot of lo-fi hip hop. Because I'm, I'm, I don't want to like be fully focused on it. I want to do something else. So yeah. that's kind of what I'm going for. Like, like good music, but not too like not too crazy. If that are makes you, sense. Yeah. Are you down to share some more music with us yeah. and with the live stream? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We Only. would love to hear it, man. Cool. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so yeah, much for, for being sure. here, man. Well, before yeah, you start jamming me. again, where yeah. can people find? Uh, yes. Thank your, you. Where can people find your work? Yeah. So um, I don't really have any instrumental albums out right now, but. Um, I have a brand new album that came out in January. It's called Bedroom, and it's all under Icicle. So it's an I-S-I-C-L-E. Um, and yeah, you'll, you'll hear like, we didn't even get to that, but I also produce music on the computer. Like I still do that. Okay. And so like there, that's a polished record. Like it has all the, all the stuff done and all the layers and stuff. So I don't do this when I record my music, but so that's on spotify everywhere and stuff side question yeah. did you move from garage band to logic yeah. then yeah called it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy Every, yeah everyone eventually makes that uh progression yeah. you say if you keep talking about garage band and you, you've got all this shit I'm now not, you've I'm definitely not, moved on to logic no i need some buses and uh yeah i need i need i need logic so great and i just uh i got the new m1 mac so it's like oh nice yeah everything. Uh, we'll have to talk about that yeah, after this yeah, after the sure. stream Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, well, hey, this is your creative space for uh, as long as you want it tonight, man. Just do what you want, and when you're done, we'll turn the stream off, and cool. that, that'll be that. Awesome. So, thanks awesome. so much for being here. Thank you all for being here in the chat and on the Twitch stream, and those of you who are listening to the podcast version, thank you so much. This has been Icicle. Keep on spinning. Thanks for listening. Listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast, episode 222. Thank you for joining us. Our interview was a bit short this time, so we're going to send out the last few minutes of the podcast with some melodic icicle goodness, along with some bonus scratches from Tony DeSero. Thank you.